Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. No, I know Mr. Johnson's in. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, busy schedule. Yeah. Yeah, between, between school and, and the podcast and everything, yeah, it's, uh, it gets pretty hectic. Yeah, well, no, I think uh, t- I think tonight might be one of my, my first nights off in a while. You know, thank you for that, by the way. That's uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, all right, okay, all right, Mister John. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll talk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, thanks. All right, first night off in the while, and oh, come on. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the podcast. Life's a wreck. This week, we're sitting down with uh, a, a former co-worker of mine, professional boxer, undefeated professional boxer, I should add, based out of Toronto, uh, Daniel Roach. Me and Daniel had an opportunity to work together a little bit over the summer. Uh, and uh, hearing Daniel's story and the insight that he had, along with the fact that he was a professional boxer, I knew I had to get him on the podcast. Uh, I'm so glad you're here, man. Uh, just welcome. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Of course. So the first thing I want to ask you, man, is like, what? Why boxing? What was the What was the draw? Mm. Well, it, it's so weird. It was kind of like, it was kind of. I just ended up in it. Like when I was 16, I started at a new school, and. I took a co-op class and my co-op teacher, he's dead now, rest in peace. He actually suggested I do my placement at Blur Street Fitness. And uh, and I did and I just I, I loved it. I like he, it's not like he knew that I would like but you know what? I feel like he did know cuz like I was getting in trouble mm-hmm. and if you know like if you if you know anything about boxing, mm-hmm. it straightens out kids who are distracted who don't have a were kind of like misguided and yeah it it gives kids focus it gives kids a chance to build character so i'm glad i was you know kind of just just it, yeah. it kind of found you just as much as you found it yeah kind of yeah yeah that's a beautiful story and i love like i think that that's kind of like you know i love saying and i say it like all the time i almost say it too much i'm like oh that's life in general man mm-hmm. that's life in general because like i feel like the things in your life that you're kind of meant to do like you will naturally fall into those things i yeah. you know i really believe it <laughs> it's a trip <laughs> yeah which is weird right yeah you can kind of be off doing like the most random stuff and then all of a sudden one day you like have the opportunity to do something and you're like whoa yeah like this is like i feel like so at home like kind of right now mm-hmm. what was it i mean talking about kind of this idea of you know 
being grounded a little bit and kind of being straightened out like what was it about boxing like was it the mentality or was it like kind of like that always physically you have to be locked in like what was it for you man there was so much i love boxing is a sport of stories mm. it's like it's not just it, it's not just the act like the practice itself but like the whole the whole like the the lore behind the fighters mm. and the mythic kind of qualities that they kind of that they fell into that they you know that that covered them that yeah. the whole it, it's it's the language it's the culture it's the mm. sweet science like i love the whole like it was more than just a sport if it, it felt like a culture i was just learning about nice. you know it was really it was enriching to me mm. like I was, yeah, I loved it. I mean, such it's it's. I've heard it described as music with your body, which I think is really, oh, wow. which I think is really <laughs> That's cool. A cool description. It's a bit out there, right? Yeah. But I mean, like the idea of kind of like, you know, when you think about music, which is something else I want to get into with you, uh, mm-hmm. being music is a, is an aspect of your life as well. Um, but kind of like that that you have the the beats, the pauses. You're kind of swinging your crescendos. You're kind of going up and down. You're creating this kind of masterpiece, and then at the end, you've got this kind of final decision this final beat that kind of like as you said it tells a story in itself which i think is really really cool um now when you're talking about boxing you're talking about the physicality side of it the mentality and kind of how they they interlock for you obviously being a professional boxer for you what's the most important thing do you think in your mind the mentality or being physically ready to rock your mind is everything it's all Mm. mental like everybody knows I guess I would say at a certain level, everybody knows how to fight. Every like all these fighters, they get to a certain level. They all know how to jab. They all know how to throw. They know how to use leverage and use their body properly. Mm-hmm. But then, as as you get higher up, it 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 turns into a, a game of strategy, mm-hmm. where it's like you know you ever hear the saying styles make fights. Not no? me personally, but okay. like I've, but yeah, tell me about that. Well, it's it's a really interesting. Um, it's a really interesting way of, 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 of summarizing like the, how dynamic boxing is. Mm. Because if I'm a counter puncher and the guy I'm fighting is a pressure fighter, mm-hmm. my coach will probably tell me, okay, when he comes in, I want you to, I want you to jab, move to your left, find mm-hmm. an angle and find an uppercut mm-hmm. because people, pressure fighters are really susceptible to uppercuts. So like, it's all it's mental like we both know how to fight mm-hmm. but he's fighting me he wants to fight his fight and i want to fight my fight right so i have to think of the best way to fight my fight and not let him do what he wants to do mm. it's really it's it gets cerebral at times even though i mean we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to hit each other in the right. head, but it's it's heady stuff yeah 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 what's that uh i mean i mean what's that look like when you're you're standing there in the ring like what is going through your mind like how do you slow that down like it's it's fast it's like, fast yeah. it's very fast yeah. because the fights are much faster than sparring sessions mm-hmm. and it's it sucks because like i you can't savor it enough you know like you get you walk out to the ring and your song's over your song's over and you're in the ring and everybody's in the crowd whatever and then the first bell rings and you're like, oh shit, okay, okay, this yeah, is, it. Yeah. you know, oh, this is happening. Yeah, right yeah. Now. I mean, you feel fine after you, like, sometimes like you touch a guy, and then you're just like, oh, I got this. Like, yeah. I've I've done this many times, you yeah. know. But, like, yeah, in my mind, 
I just I, I I try not to be in my mind. I'm trying not to think. I'm, you know, I'm just I'm trying to just work my work my 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 offense. Find my find my shots and keep my feet moving. I just I just worry about what I'm doing. Where's my head at? Where's mm-hmm. my how am I positioned? What mm-hmm. what targets am I showing? Mm-hmm. If I'm just if I think about that, I don't have to think about him. Mm-hmm. I'll find my I'll get him out of position and then hurt right. him. Like that's kind of take care of yourself first. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like that's what you can control, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. How do you feel like that translates to, you know, life in general? Because obviously wow. slowing it down, getting locked in, like a lot of people really struggle with that. Even yeah. if they're just going grocery shopping, they're thinking about, oh, what's what five good, hours from that, now? That's a great question, yeah. man. You know what? My coach, I have to, I have to eject myself out of my own way mm. to be the best fighter I can be. And it's like, so like before the fight, you know, I w- before my like before that last fight, it was fucking damn. It was just last Saturday, Saturday, January eighteenth. So my coach before the fight, leading up to it, he was like, "Danny, man, you're gonna win. You got this." Like mm-hmm. the level of the guys in the gym that you work with, so much higher than where he's at. Right, and he's like a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have the the treasury of knowledge. The mm-hmm. you know, like the. He doesn't have that surround the environment mm-hmm. of this of this craft. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm just going to believe I'm going to listen to my coach and be like, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm yeah. going to like I knew I was going to win, but I was just like, no, no, no. My coach, my coach knows what he's talking about. Right. So I just forgot about what my own doubts about myself. But like thinking about life in general, I think it, it extends into that where it's like people believe in me in other ways or I I do things that I know are good for me and will, Mm -hmm. and will end up in positive results. But sometimes I still doubt myself, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I just got to tell myself, shut up, shut up. Like it's a fight. Mm -hmm. Like shut up, like listen, like just do what you have to do and you'll get the results, you know? I mean, yeah. that I think that speaks like really strongly to like who you surround yourself with too. Yeah. You talk about like that level of like, you know, you've got boxers in that gym who are who are pushing you and who want to see you win and want to see you succeed. Like in life itself too, the people who you surround yourself with, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are bringing you down, like obviously you're not going to feel like the best version of like who you are. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, I think that that parallel of like your boxing partner, your training partner in the gym and in life is like hugely, hugely yeah. important to your success. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I love the idea of like, a good friend of mine loves to say like, you're the sum of your five friends. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, you've, oh, I've, yeah, everyone's heard that before. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I'm sure in boxing, like that's, that's almost tenfold. That's heightened. Mm-hmm. Cause you gotta like, you gotta look that guy in the eye and you know that you're about to punch the shit out of each other. And then mm-hmm. you're like, but this is like to help both of us. Yeah. Which I think is kind of like a crazy thing. And like that idea, that mentality of boxing of like, we're going to go in there in like the ring as like, like brothers who are like fighting. Mm-hmm. We're, we're like, fist fighting but it's for the betterment of of us as like boxers it's it's a crazy i don't know it's a crazy dynamic i don't know if that's something that like you think about a lot i do i was actually i was reading aj liebling and aj liebling he was a a new york times contributor in like the 40s and 30s and he wrote a bunch of boxing essays cool and he he wrote one of my like he wrote the sweet science he wrote um neutral corner so i'm reading neutral corner right now and he was talking about how he he called uh, Stillman's Gym, the world-famous Stillman's Gym in New York, he called the University on 8th Avenue. Mm. 
and he kind of described sparring with great fighters as like he he used this analogy of like um in the great universities these scholars coming together to to sharpen their wits by like you know by debating each other yeah. by you know arguing and i feel like yeah we're, we're sparring we're just trying to sharpen our argument yeah. almost like a yeah yeah we're, yeah we're we're arguing we're trying to talk over each other i don't it, it shouldn't be a conversation right yeah you don't want right. to listen to what he's talking yeah, about nah, for sure. yeah i mean and that see that's the thing and like this is one of the reasons i was so excited to like have this conversation and sit down because you beyond boxing and i think that so many people see boxers as like and I mean, actually, I've talked to people and they've been like, oh, you know, boxers, it's all just like hunks that are in there kind of yeah. beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> right. True. But I mean, like when we've talked and what, what really made me say, like, I got to sit down with this guy was like, you have so many things that you do outside of of boxing. And like, I think that in a, a lot of it is like very art related. It's reading, it's art, it's museums. Like what about that kind of like, uh, where do you find that that difference between the physical side of boxing and the mental side of everything else that you do? Well, I think they're pretty. What about like the things outside of boxing draws yeah, me in? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just a curious person. I always, I, I, I found my way to the museum because I love wildlife. Mm-hmm. I always, as a kid, I would always. It's funny how that I love bird watching now, mm-hmm. because like as a kid, I would rent that uh, <laughs> a field guide to Ontario's birds from the library. Cool. Nice. And I did that a couple times because I lived right by the Humber River. So I'd go there all the time. I was like, fuck, I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you, I, don't, I don't know. It's yeah, curiosity. People, I don't, I feel like people don't credit, people don't give boxers the credit of being dynamic people. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so, when I was in, when I used to live in Las Vegas, I was training mm-hmm. down there. A, a woman wanted to start a documentary about, boxers fighters that had an art on the side mm-hmm. and, and like damn near everybody in the gym did something yeah like one guy was like a he was a salsa dancer mm. one one guy was like a video dude he, he loved making video essays yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you know i was playing the saxophone so mm-hmm. everybody had something yeah yeah i mean th- i think that's like you know athletes in general i had the opportunity to sit down with a couple of guys who uh play football for the argos yeah and even cool. the, the stuff that they were talking about like outside of football was like you know they love to do so many things that yeah it was like reading and studying and like they they loved like academics and that kind of stuff and it was interesting to see like you know we, so often when you look at sports you look at the physical feats and you just go like oh that's it you see it as like face value but like when you really break it down you're like these are like two people who are mm-hmm. stepping into this boxing ring like yeah, yeah. to think that they are just what's happening in this yeah. boxing ring is absolutely crazy um i, I do want to say like you know or i, I want to kind of pose the question how do you kind of hone these skills like when you first stepped in a boxing ring for the first time like the the sharpness that's developed mentally from then to now like mm. can you kind of talk about that process a little bit because i'm sure it's, it's been a long road yeah you know it's <laughs> it's so funny because like Sometimes I see guys in the gym, new like new kids, mm-hmm. and um, I get annoyed with them because they'll do some stupid shit. Right. You know, they're arm punching or whatever. But then I, I got to remember, I was once there. Yeah. I was once new and doing things so wrong, but like the like the less the skills 
are patiently they're like they're patiently taught by the by the coaching around you like mm-hmm. your coaches will tell you the same thing from the time you're a teenager to like fear ever on world level they tell mm-hmm. you the same things mm-hmm. it's patiently taught and then it's painfully learned skills mm. because learning <laughs> no for real yeah. because like learning like keeping your hands up, mm-hmm. like something as simple hey. as that. Like when a coach tells you keep your hands, you're gonna yeah. learn. Absolutely. You're gonna learn the hard way if you don't just if you're one not one of the rare people who just keeps their hands up or naturally, right? Yeah, yeah, but like there's so much there's so much to it. There's so many skills that people don't so many subtle skills that people don't see that that are a part of boxing that it takes forever. It takes forever to get it takes forever to get good so like it t- you just gotta show up yeah that was it because like sometimes people want to come train with me and they're asking me yo what can i do to be better mm-hmm. i'm like yo it would the list is it would take too long yeah and if i tell you too many things you're not gonna remember any of it right so you just keep showing up that mm-hmm. was like yeah uh, persistence is obviously like that's that's yeah. huge mm. what, what do you think that that's kind of like there's been boxing obviously like the saxophone like do you mm-hmm. think that that is has that kind of been something that's always been a part of your life or has that been developed over time have you been the kind of person who like sits down and goes like i'm going to be good at this because of the fact that i'm going to show up every day or is it mm-hmm. something that you started doing it and then you're like you know what like this is kind of this no. feels good to me kind of thing no i was never i was never like uh i never got the whole thing about practice, about mm-hmm. doing something and committing to something every yeah. day. Consistency, I never got it. Like, I was talented as a kid. I used to draw. Mm. And, like, I tried out for this art school, and I didn't get in. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not good enough. So yeah. I just stopped drawing, you know what I mean? Instead of practicing. Right. Like, Yeah. So, like, when I started boxing, coaches would tell me, you have to make this your life. Mm-hmm. You have to surround yourself with this, and then you'll get it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, they told me, like, it's like a light bulb will go up, oh, go on, and then yeah. you get it, and then it's like it it might take a while, but you'll get it eventually, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like watching a lot of boxing really helps, and you know what's so funny? What helped me a lot was when like I'd spar with someone way better than me and they beat my ass. Yeah. I'd watch them in the gym. I'd watch them to see what they were doing that I wasn't doing. That mm-hmm. how are they getting these? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll just study yeah, yeah. them. And it helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helped a lot. Man, I, I just think it's the coolest thing. And like, you know, to dedicate yourself to something like that. Like, did you, when when kind of did that click for you that like, whoa, like this is actually something that like I'm going to de- dedicate mm-hmm. myself to? Because I'm sure when you first hear that, you're like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm kind of on the, like, I mean, everything, like a lot of stuff in my life. It's like, oh, if you really want to be good at it, you, as you said, you got to dedicate yourself to it. Yeah, but you know, I'm still pretty young. Like maybe there's other things that are going to come up that it's like I don't want to like, you know, take away from that. Like what point did that click for you that well, this is actually something mm. that I I love enough that I do want to dedicate myself yeah. to. When I was 17, I was 17 and I got I got arrested and I like I was in a group home. Mm. And when I was in the group home, I was like, "All right, fuck this. I'm not, like yeah. I'm not going to stay out of trouble and I'm going to go back to the gym like regularly." Mhm. And, um, yeah, it was that I, I felt like, I, I felt like such a loser. I felt like, damn, I'm wasting my life. Mm. You know, I was just fresh out of high school and I was like, yeah, I just, I'm going to box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that, like at that time, like what, 
did, did boxing symbolize anything for you or was it just kind of like you were going in the gym and that was that was something that you could put your energy into or was it kind of something bigger in a way well it was so much it really made me feel comfortable in my own skin mm-hmm. like i really every week i could just feel myself better every week i was better you know and I, it was the first time I was making sacrifices, mm. making real, like, deny. I was always such a gluttonous kid. Mm. So, like, the, <laughs> I changed my diet, and I stopped. I just would overindulge, mm-hmm. like, crap food. And I'd stop. Like, I'd, I'd just be like, okay, I'm not going to eat any Mr. Noodles. Right. Yeah. Any candy, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, that, that was a good feeling. That was the mm-hmm. first time I was like, okay, I can, I'm in control of myself. Yeah. That was yeah. a, a liberating feeling. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Man, that's a... I, I love that you said that because, I mean, like, I think a lot of people kind of need that in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. It, it's so easy, especially now, and I just talked about it. Like, you kind of always have this idea of, like, there's so many things around me. Like, uh, like how could I kind of commit myself to just, like, one thing? Or, like, how could I settle down? Or how could I slow things down? I mean, I'm big for that, too. Like, I'll take on so much stuff on my plate, and I'm like, I'll give 25% of myself here, 25% of myself here, 25 And I'm like, oh, I can handle it all. And you start to kind of wear yourself thin. You're like, whoa, like, I kind of need to put, like, 100% into one thing sometimes. And, like... It's just uh, to kind of take control of like what you really want and like what your time on this, you know, this earth is like, it's a, it's a powerful thing to kind of have that control. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the physical side of it, like you are physically taking control as well Mm -hmm. and like you're stepping into the boxing ring and that's physical, like you're physically controlling the pace, you're physically controlling the action. Like, I think that there's definitely like, it seems anyway, like there's a little bit of a parallel between kind of like control in boxing and control in life i don't know if oh absolutely bro i don't, i, I kind of went out man <laughs> one thing you learn about this is like i'll go on these like little stream of consciousness mm-hmm. things where i'm like yeah you know this kind of starts making yeah, sense yeah. this kind of starts making sense <laughs> but i mean where does that element of control and you talked about it a little bit but like the element of control in let's say work or like your daily your daily routine like how is boxing you feel shaped that particularly well it really teaches you that the small things are the big things mm. with boxing. Like, and you know what? It's so funny. I remember at one point uh, <laughs> at my old gym in Vegas, George Lopez came to shoot a thing in our gym. Nice. And he, he was, he wanted to ask bo- fighters. He wanted to ask fighters like the rituals mm-hmm. that they had, mm-hmm. you know, that to help them feel like control. Right. Because, in a fight, like there's that unknown of like, oh, how hard is he? How fast is he? Yeah. How yeah. how quick are his feet? You know what I mean? Like, so like a lot of fighters have these little rituals of little things that they do to feel like they have more control. Yeah. Put themselves yeah. at ease. Put them totally. You know, give them more, give them more comfort going mm-hmm. into a very, um, going into a very like stressful time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I think that. Yeah. I think the small things like I I'm kind of losing my train of thought right now. Hey, no worries, man. Yeah. Well, well what are your <laughs> kind of things like that? In- like I, that I like to do. Yeah. Um, I, this is weird, but I always would pretend I pretend I'm in Brampton. Okay. Because like, okay. cause like I've been a million times. Right. And like my first couple tournaments when I was like, you know, I was like 18. Mm hmm out there in Brampton. So when I was in Bermuda last weekend, I didn't really acknowledge that I was in Bermuda mm-hmm. until after I won the fight. 
Really? So I didn't go outside. Wow. I just pretended I was in Brampton in a hotel. And um, it helps. It helps. Like, you gotta, you really gotta just tell yourself it's just another day. Mm-hmm. Because it is. It mm-hmm. really is. It's just another day and it's gonna be over so quick. Mm. And that, it, it it's kind of bittersweet because it's, I, I was thinking last night, I was kind of, I was trying to just hold on to like, what was the fight like? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen the video of it. The promoters really? haven't posted it. No. Okay. No, but like, Damn. I remember, you know, I dropped him in the first round, heard him mm. in the second round, fourth round, the crowd went crazy. Yeah. But like, I wish I, I, I wish I could just watch mm. it mm-hmm. and just be there again. Can you describe like what that feeling's like during the fight, like from the second that bell rings to the second the fight ends? Like, because you're kind of talking now, looking back, saying, "I kind of wish I could kind of remember yeah. more of kind of what was happening." Like, remember more of the emotion. Like, what are you feeling during that time? Well, the first round was great. I I really what was great about the first one was I had an idea of what was going to happen, and it mm-hmm. came true. Nice, because I was really warmed up. Mm-hmm. I made sure to stay loose. My coach had a towel wrapped over my head and inside of my big ass shirt, and I was just bouncing around while we were let out, getting ready to be introduced. But my opponent, I could see him across the hall. He was just kind of standing there, kicking around. I was like, he's coming out cold, mm. so I'm going to catch him cold, and I know I'm going to, I'm going to catch him. And I did. I dropped him with a jab. And um yeah, that was that was that was it. I felt like I felt like I was I wanted I put this expectation on myself to stop him. Mm. I wanted to knock him out in the first or second round. Mm-hmm. But he held on. Like he was a really good he was really good at holding. Like when he was hurt, he would hold and he would hold tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and not only that it's so interesting in boxing because your own successes can impair your the fight plan. Right. So like I dropped him with a first I hurt him with a right hand and then dropped him with a jab. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna land the big right hand again. Mm-hmm. But I was so hungry to land the big right hand again mm-hmm. that he, you know, he caught game. You know, yeah. he, he noticed the pattern mm-hmm. and it started it started working it it it, it was it wasn't in my favor anymore. Mm. It was just a liability. My right hand. It wasn't an asset anymore. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel, how like how do you harness that emotion and like how do you keep those emotions in control? Because when you're standing there, mm. I can imagine. Obviously, I've never done it, but I can imagine that when you're standing there, you're like, it, it's kind of. Do you find it hard not to let the emotions influence the fight? My emotions weren't really a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's well, my, yeah, they were because you know you're you're a bit. You're tight. You're in front of a crowd. You're in front of a lot of people. The mm-hmm. crowd is yelling and screaming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love hearing the crowd. Like, mm-hmm. when I dropped them and I heard them just start screaming, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to yeah. get them out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, to balance that out, you got to listen to your coroner. Mm-hmm. They're your eyes. They're, they can see what you can't. Mm-hmm. Because when you're fighting a guy, you only have you're only seeing a little bit of the fight. Mm-hmm. They see the whole damn thing. Right. And they have experience. So I wish I listened better and just relaxed because it wasn't, I was loading up trying to get him out of there. Mm-hmm. But what hurt him was just me being loose and relaxed mm-hmm. and being sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you describe your particular boxing style? I think, um, well, I, I'm, I'm very rangy. I'm six feet. And uh, I got long arms, so I have a I have a good jab. 
I throw really good, sharp, straight punches. And I like to counter punch. I like to use my feet and my defense to get people out of position mm-hmm. and then catch them after that. Like, um, yeah, I'm not the biggest puncher, but I hurt. A, I, I drop a lot of people. I hurt people. But I'm not like a one-punch knockout right. guy. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Nice. Mm. Do you think that uh, how you are, or I mean, a better question I think would be, who you are in the boxing ring. How do you think that that translates to how, who you are outside of the boxing ring? Mm. Well, it, it kind of let, it, it gives me, it's really encouraging when I, mm. when I have a great performance, I feel like it's like, like, I don't feel like, Oh my gosh. Cause I, I have a full-time job. I work as a cook. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, yeah, this dinner service ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, no one's, nobody's trying to hit me. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You know, like, this, I can get through this. This yeah. is nothing. You know, like, that's. I got a couple of orders backed up, but I don't got somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody's trying, trying to, to land. take my head off right in front of me, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. So that, that's a, that's always been, that's all, I think since I started, I've always felt like, okay, everything, it makes life a bit easier. Right. makes my problems so much more manageable and mm. helps me think clear through stressful because oh my gosh some fights are stressful where like you're you're getting out pointed or you're looking you're you're not you're looking flat you're stiff and you got the crowd cheering the other guy on you're in his backyard oh. and <laughs> it, boxing is a sport where it's like if you're winning, you're on top of the world. But if you're if you're getting if you're losing, it's mm-hmm. the most humiliating, shameful. It's a shitty time. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. your ass beat. Yeah, <laughs> in front of in people. In front of people, it's the worst feeling. <laughs> hey, you get your ass beat on the side of the street. You're like, oh god, it's I whatever. I tell you, yeah, right. Well, you got bright lights on oh, you. You got a camera. <laughs> I can't imagine like so like, you know like I can't imagine like the guy I fought last week like, damn, he got dropped in front of his. All his friends and family were there, and like mm. I was hurting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that must have sucked. How how do you feel like? And I mean, I, I don't know if you've been there or not, but like, how do you feel like you can kind of counteract that embarrassment, that stress, kind of like during the fights or maybe really post fight? Like, how do you mm. handle that? Well, I like what my coach said about like um, when someone lands something clean and nice, and everybody sees it. It's like you can give up moments but you can't lose momentum. Mm. Like you really have to have a short memory in boxing. You may lose the first round bad, but you can turn it around. Like there's always, all you have to do is be perfect for a second to Mm. change the fight. Yeah. Like you have to forgive yourself and then recommit Mm -hmm. to your game plan. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's simple. That's the thing about boxing. It's simple, but it's not easy. Mm You got like, yeah, it's, that's why it's so mental because you just got to tell yourself this is going to work and you got to do it. You just got to do it. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. stick to your game plan. Listen to your coaches. It's so much, it's so easy. It sounds so easy, but it's so hard. Do you find yourself (laughs) as a person forgiving yourself in general? Are you one of those kind of people that can move on because of boxing? You can kind of say maybe if something happens in your personal life or something like that and you go, that was kind of a fuck up, but like onto the next day, onto the next week, like just because something happened yesterday doesn't mean that it affects today. Mm-hmm. Or um, are you kind of hard on yourself in general as a, as a athlete? I mean, yeah, I'm pretty hard on myself, but at the same time, 
I'm like, yeah, no, like boxing does help with that Mm -hmm. because I take, I don't take things as personally as I used to when I was a teenager. Right. I used to react to everything. I used to, I used to be so, like I used to react to everything, like for real. But like, yeah, it's helped me take things less personally and just remember that thing. It's not all about me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> how do you think somebody in just who doesn't box or who doesn't fight? How do you think that they could kind of incorporate that mentality in their own life because i know a lot of people and i'm definitely one of them like you you know something happens and all of a sudden you start harping on yourself over and over and you can start mm-hmm. creating these kind of like negative loops where you're yeah. like bashing yourself for something that happened maybe a month ago and you're still like you still haven't moved past that like how do you think you incorporate that if you don't have maybe a boxing background or an athletics background well i kind of like I imagine like I'm talking to myself when I'm 10 mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, you can't talk that way to yourself. Right. You know, hey, like imagine enough. like talking to a 10 year old kid, like you're like, you, you goddamn, you yeah, fool. You, what, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you did that. Like, no, like you just, people make mistakes and it's, mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think that coming from you, especially like that's a really, you know, incredible statement because like in boxing you make a mistake, like that might be the fight. <laughs> And so you kind of do, you kind of do have to have this mentality of like, oh, I made that mistake. Like this, you know, cost me something pretty significant. But that idea of it's a human thing to make mistakes. And also if everyone was perfect, the idea of if everyone was perfect, no one's perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And if everyone has superpowers, no one has superpowers. Absolutely. Nah, nah. I I do want to, you know, switch gears just slightly because I do want to talk about, uh, talk about music. And I do want to talk about, you know, the things outside of the ring a little bit deeper. Uh, we talked, we touched on a little bit earlier. Um, when did, uh, when did you start, uh, kind of picking up music and the saxophone and everything like that? So when I was 20, I fought, um, I fought and I lost a fight in the Brampton cup and I was so like, I was so down about it that I wanted to start playing the saxophone. And I told my coworker, he was a guy who just called me while we were talking. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good friend of mine. But uh, I told my coworker about it. He's like, yeah, go to Long McQuaid. They got a rent-to-own program. And I bought a saxophone like two days later. Wow. And I, I had to carry it around. And then I, I was like, okay, I got to learn how to play this. So I'd go, go on YouTube and I'd ask friends. I had a friend who I used to box with, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. And he would, we would go to the gym I was training at. We'd open it up because I, I had keys for it. And before I started training, he would like show me some stuff on the wow. sax. And that was, that was fun. He, he yeah. never, I tried to pay him. He never wanted my money. He just, just wanted to play. Yeah. And it's so That's cool because great. this guy played two huge roles in my life where mm-hmm. I was beginning boxing and he was there kicking my ass. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started playing the sax and he was schooling me, you know, showing me how to. Mm-hmm how to play this thing mm. it's incredible yeah. to have those kind of people in your life eh? it's rare it's, it's a so blessing I've, man I was like wow big time big time <laughs> i think you know i love how this stuff all circles back in of like the you know surrounding yourself with the right people and like finding those right people like you know do you find that with those kind of people in your life like you've how do you think you've kind of like sought them out do you think it's been a kind of like a as the more comfortable you get kind of in your own skin, you start to find the right people for you? Or is it kind of something that you kind of believe that these people are just kind of meant to be there? No, you got to look for your people. Yeah. I think so. Like, that's why I moved to Vegas because I I had, I, I didn't really, I had a, a rough time with my coach. She couldn't coach me anymore. 
So I was like, I need to be around the best. Mm -hmm. I want to learn from people who've, I want to be around world champions and be around coaches who've trained world champions. So when I moved to Vegas, I just, I Googled boxing gyms in Las Vegas. And the closest one to where I got the Greyhound station was, I went the next day and my coach, I don't know if, if you, if you're familiar, but my coach was coached by Archie Moore. Archie Moore was was one of the greatest fighters of all time. Gotcha. And like he would train my my former coach in in his backyard in San Diego. Wow. And Archie Moore was a guy who won a world title at 39 years old because back then it was harder to get it was harder for black fighters to get shots at the title. Right. So at 39 year, years old he becomes a world champion. And then defends it for ten years. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, that's a forty-nine-year-old man. old man. man. <laughs> you know, but he was—that's crazy. He was like he was one of the best ever. He yeah. was so slick. They called him the mongoose. Mm. You, that's and, and I, to be able to to have that that just one. You know how they, you know there's only what is that saying where it's like there's only seven six six uh you know with connections oh. and like the. <laughs> There's only I'm blanking on it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta think about that. But um, to have just one person between me and Archie Moore, right? Oh, it, I as far you. as yeah, like yeah, my yeah. tutelage, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, my yeah. you know, my, totally me learning this craft that I love, yeah, yeah, that was amazing, man. Like I said, like he, you know, even though you might have not to you know yeah. got the chance to be around him or like train with him, like it's kind of like you did a little. It's bit. passed down to passed this down. guy, and like yeah. It's incredible with boxing, it being so small, like me being I, like I remember meeting Roy Jones Jr. Mm. at his first um, Roy Jones Jr. Invitational tournament. Um, all these world champs that would come to have like that environment was incredible. It was just, it was mind blowing, and I wish I wish like I went too early. I think I went when I wasn't as focused and sure about my place in right. boxing. Than I am now. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you could do it all all again now, would would you? If I would do it again now, yeah, no, because I'm with my I'm with my team and my coach, and I love them. I love that they've no, they've done too much. I can I couldn't could leave never. them. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, so I do want to wrap this up. Um, mm-hmm. and and the conversation has been. I, I don't definitely don't want to stop it, but usually we cap these around uh, around half an hour. The one mm-hmm. way that we do end every episode, um, is I always ask my guests if there's one kind of thing that you think a challenge that you could give out to the people who are listening to this podcast to improve their mental health. One little thing that maybe you've mm. derived from your own life or from boxing, and it doesn't have to be anything, uh, anything crazy complicated, but yeah. if there was one thing that you could give a piece of advice or a challenge to these people to implement into their lives, what would it be? Get a positive routine. Mm. Something like, I was never the type of guy, I would ne- <laughs> this is sound gross, but like, I would never like brush my teeth at night. Like, I'd brush it in the morning. Mm, <laughs> I know. Nice, I know. Nice. But I would never brush my teeth at night. But then, like, I started brushing my teeth at night. And even though it was so small, mm-hmm. it just, it it let me know that I can put my attention to a small task. Mm. And, like, if you can give yourself to a small task for a little bit, give your attention to a little thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what are big things? They're just a bunch of little things. Yeah. If you can just get a little thing down... And then, like, you know, like brushing your teeth or making your bed before you leave, mm-hmm. like, man, like, it, huge. If it, 
it's such it lifts a burden off of you like yeah it really it really does well for me at least i can't speak for everybody but for me it's really it's just greased the wheels of my life and Mm -hmm. yeah i love that little routines i love that it's a big you know i'm a big believer in if you've got let's say life is a is a hundred meter dash Mm -hmm. and you've got somebody who you know, every couple of years sprints 10 meters, but then you have somebody who every day takes little steps. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. somebody's going to win that, you know, somebody's going to win that race. And it's probably not the guy who's giving it all at once and then just nothing and unhealthy, maybe taking a few steps back. That person who's just continuously moving forward. I think that that's kind of how you get there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Last thing I do want to ask you is what kind of things do you have coming up? What's next for the, oh, the one and oh boxer Daniel <laughs> Roche. So I'm hoping February, th- ah, there's a show in Brampton on February 22nd in Brampton. Interesting. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but, hey, but, life is a circle, man. A Everything trip. comes full circle. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping to fight in February. I don't care, man. Every day is a fight. Every day is just getting through the day can be a fight, but I want to be active. Like it's the only way to have a career in boxing. You mm-hmm. got to be fighting. You got to be right. staying active. So I'm hoping I'm fighting. I mean, training, I'm training six days a week. I'm on it and we're getting sharper and sharper and you can't be denied. If you put in the work, what are you going to say? <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you. And, uh, definitely when, uh, your next fights come up, we'll definitely be, uh, plugging there. Hell, I'd love to be there. So we'll awesome. definitely, we'll definitely try to set something up. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. Awesome. Before we go, guys, just want to send a huge shout out to Daniel uh, for sitting down with me this week. Absolutely incredible guy. Make sure to go follow him on social media at ReadWriteFight on Instagram. That's ReadWriteFight on Instagram. And while you're there, make sure to follow myself, KyleMoore08, and the podcast, Life's a Wreck Podcast, on Instagram as well. And as I'm sitting here, I'm just thinking, well, you know, no one's coming from my head, but uh, Life's a Wreck. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah.